0: is Obscurity Now. Now, now, now. And what's up Obscurians and welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now. The show where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media. And then we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history. Or tossed in the black void of obscurity never to be heard from again. Uh, My name is Steve and with me is the guy who should have been playing Luigi in the new Super Mario Bros. movie.
1: It's... It's, uh, yeah, hell, is that because I'm Hispanic, like, uh, one John Leguizamo? That's what he
0: would want. That's obviously what he wants, (laughs) since he's, he's very angry that, I mean, I don't even understand what he's angry about, but he's angry about something regarding the new Super Mario
1: Brothers movie, but, uh. Yeah, I saw that he, uh, I mean, I didn't read the article as, you know, a typical American, (laughs) but, uh, I did read a headline that said, like, John Leguizamo says he won't watch the new Super Mario movie, and it's like, I'm sure it's something benign, like, He said, oh, I don't have time to watch it right now. Maybe later. (laughs) Uh, No, I
0: thought they, you know, he was pretty uh, vocal about the fact that there wasn't enough Latino representation. Uh, And I admit, I, too, only read headlines.
1: (laughs) So, Wait a minute. Like in the Mario Brothers movie? Yes. I'm serious. It's. It did, does he not know how to pronounce Italian representation, <laughs> maybe? Uh, very
0: confusing. Uh, so am I. But, I mean, honestly, it's just to get attention, I'm sure. Uh, you know, yeah. he wants... I mean,
1: I... What's up? Yeah, that's very weird. Maybe like there's literally like no Hispanic actors at all or something in the cast. Uh, I I love, Steve, how you and I will often bring something up and then we've done no research on it. Mm -hmm. So we we can't really we just bring up problems and questions. No solution.
0: I mean, but there are (laughs) entire YouTube channels that are based on that model. I mean, people are here for nostalgia and like weird crap that they forgot about not for the headlines at least that's what yeah, I, yeah. I assume uh, they're here y- yet we keep bringing them up <laughs> yeah.
1: well, hey you know there's nothing wrong too. I'm guilty of it nothing too. wrong with
0: some casual conversation about some uh, you know hot button uh, topics here and there I mean yeah. but we all know people are really here for Super Mario Brothers 1993 and it's blowing up on TikTok <laughs> so
1: it is it is yeah
0: so if you uh want, missed our last episode about Super Mario Brothers 93, you can uh, see a couple of highlight clips uh, on the old, the talk uh, as uh, the kids probably don't call it. Um, but uh,
1: I would like to think that uh, John Leguizamo saw our TikTok, our most recent one that's kind of blown up <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, then he like scrolled to the one about him and yeah. as a tear rolled down his eyes, he said tell my publicist I will not see the new Super Mario Brothers. <laughs>
0: I like that. I thought you were gonna say that. And it's like that's it. I'm done. I'm never acting again. <laughs> because you know, I was thinking about John Logazamo's acting this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that phrase has never been uttered by anyone. But please continue.
1: Well, yeah, e- even by his publicist. Right. Actually, <laughs> right. Uh, no, but I was thinking about like a few like random other things I've seen him in, and mm-hmm. like honestly, I feel like maybe I was a little too harsh on him as far as an actor. Like, mm-hmm. like if somebody else has written a part for him that doesn't call for him to be obnoxious, he's perfectly serviceable. Like he was on, uh, I can't remember if it was NYPD Blue or, oh, really? you know, one of those like cop shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was on there for a while. I think it, it, I don't think it was NYPD Blue. I think it was something on Fox. But anyways, I remember seeing bits and pieces here and there and he was fine. Right. He was okay in that Christmas movie. Like, however, whenever like he's meant to be obnoxious like it's so weird it's like he's so obnoxious that it's not like it's fun to watch obnoxious it's just like ooh, you can't wait for this you, scene to be done
0: yeah yeah like his um his violator uh, was so obnoxious and spawn um and you know what i completely yeah. forgot that he was in uh thanks to the comments on the tiktok video was a uh, land of the dead did you ever even see land of the dead I don't... Because that was a... Oh, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did see it. That was a big deal when it came out, uh, especially for me, because I was really still into horror. I mean, and I still am. But, I mean, I was like, oh, wow, I finally get to see a George Romero movie on the big screen. And then it came out, and uh, I don't remember it being very good. I never watched it again. Did you? Is that the one where they're, like, uh, at the mall? Oh, no, that's Dawn of the Dead. That's a brilliant movie. Uh, No, Land of the Dead again it's funny hey that's a um
1: Dennis Hopper's in it I was gonna
0: say that's a reunion of Super Mario 93 almost yeah because Dennis Hopper I'm I'm sure that's all they talked about on set (laughs) hey remember when we were in Super Mario 93 oh man did that suck uh
1: and then Dennis Hopper spits at John Leguizamo's face for saying
0: that (laughs) he goes (laughs) "Pap's Blue Ribbon
1: uh that's a uh, blue ribbon quote or blue ribbon blue velvet quote Um, yeah because I assume Leguizamo brought it up and Dennis Hopper was like never bring it up again spits in his face right and then tells him don't make eye contact with me the rest of this.
0: <laughs> actually i've heard that um in uh you know person dennis hopper's actually or was a very personable guy but um but no no land of the dead was i think they're in like a big building and then there's all this sort of subtext about class divide of course dennis hopper's like the rich guy who's paying people like john leguizamo to like go out and, like, find, like, fancy food and antiques and stuff for him.
1: Okay, I have seen it. Mm. Okay, I have seen it. Pretty forgettable, right? (laughs) I mean, I'm surprised I remember that much about it. It is pretty forgettable, yeah.
0: Yeah, sadly, um, in George Romero's later years, his uh, later movies uh, weren't uh, very good, unfortunately. But, um, yeah. Oh, well.
1: Is this the one? I might be also thinking of Dawn of the Dead. This is, Is this one where, like, the zombies, like, not that they become smart, but they start figuring out some things... Like how to open doors or something like that. Like or?
0: they they started that in Day of the Dead, and I think they continued it in Land of the Dead, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but uh, but it's been a while. Um, any anybody, uh, let me know in the comments uh, if I'm wrong. Uh, but um, enough of George Romero, <laughs> his later crappy works. Uh, we're here to talk about something awesome, and that's licensed Nintendo comics. Um, I just uh, we'll just get right into it. Uh, have you ever read any licensed Nintendo comic books in your time on this earth?
1: Yeah, hell uh, Yeah, I have um, especially if we count the ones that were in Nintendo power mm-hmm. the uh, Nestor and I can't remember the other characters main characters name, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I Do remember reading a few as a kid. I never had owned them, but I had a buddy who did and I remember not being too impressed by them then. Right. Uh, I've never read the one that we that we're going to cover today, this Game Boy one, mm-hmm. and it, it was eerily, like, like strangely more adult uh, oh, and yeah. relevant than I expected <laughs> it to be relevant to today. Uh, but what about you? Did you uh, read any of these growing up? I think my uh, history is very similar to yours. Uh,
0: I had a friend who had a subscription to Game Pro. I remember uh, reading some of those. Um, Yeah, I never remember seeing these uh, Valiant uh, Nintendo uh, comics. So uh, I don't think we'll ever get another chance to talk about uh, the uh, 90s comic book publisher Valiant, who uh, published this and the other. It's called uh, Nintendo Comic Systems uh, Comics. Uh, uh, What is your history with uh, Valiant comics? Did you ever read any back in the day?
1: I don't think so. I do remember seeing you know, valiant stuff in Wizard magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Turok was like their biggest one, right? But uh, I, I remember why I didn't read them, and it was a pretty stupid reason. And that's can, can you guess what it is? The price, not the price. Uh, I didn't. I, I not. I mean, it, that might have been something else, but I never even they looked were, at the price. I didn't get that. far.
0: They were more expensive than even Image comics. Like Image was oh, like wow. two fifty, and they were like two ninety five because. I think they started the whole glossy pages trend. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, but they were
1: all in black and white though,
0: like on the inside, right? No, no, no. Valiant's full color, baby.
1: Oh, who was black and white on the inside always? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, none of. Oh, then I must be mixing the. Oh, sorry, I, I'm mixing them up then with another publisher. Uh, but uh, because wasn't like the the Max like originally black and white on the inside and I mean like, some other one with like a rabbit
0: that was rabbit.
1: <laughs> Maybe, are you know.
0: thinking of like bucky o'hare or something i mean i think he, well here i'm gonna name off a few titles and you tell me if you've ever read any of them because i i okay. actually liked valiant quite a bit um but like here were there here were their big ones uh magnus a uh, robot fighter Turok. you already mentioned Turok, solar man of the atom uh Bl- i remember that, that one I didn't read it. Bloodshot, um, the recently oh, yeah, uh, failed Vin Diesel movie. Bloodshot was a valiant. Uh, also, first uh, Cronium cover ever by one Rob Leifeld. We're big fans. Big fans. Um, <laughs> Ninjack, uh, Rye, or any of these. Ninjack. Yeah, Ninjack. You don't. Ninjack was awesome. Uh, so you never...
1: never. No, I just never heard of it. The name, like out of those, the only ones that I said I've heard of are the ones I've heard of. Mm, but you never read a single valiant comic in all your. I don't think so, man. Okay. I, I, I don't think I did. You know, I, I was like a Marvel boy mm. until a uh, little DC, and then once Image came around, I was I was all in on the pouches. Right.
0: Uh, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, Valiant was a was a big deal for a minute there, but uh, and they even tried to bring him back in like early two thousands, but uh, sadly, I mean, it still barely exists. They put out like one book a month. Um, but I don't know, for whatever reason, they always end up getting mismanaged or something. Um but uh yeah, all right. Anyway, um enough of uh Valiant Comics. Um are you ready to jump in to uh Game Boy Number One? <laughs> oh, he's jumping away, ladies and gentlemen. Well I'm gonna go ahead and play the bumper anyway. Here we go. All right, but before we uh, jump into Game Boy number one here, we've got a new segment here on Obscurity mm-hmm. Now. Uh, we sort of accidentally fell into it <laughs> last episode. Uh, we just, we what? We fell into it fearlessly, Steve, well, you could say. Yeah, I, I would definitely say that. Uh, and we just started talking about T-shirts, and then you all started reading off random no fear shirts uh off the internet and i was just like the world needs this segment so uh <laughs> this is the first official i don't know we don't even have an official name the the no fear segment and so the, the no fear shirt of the day or the week that's what it is right yeah yeah yeah. all
1: right so yeah maybe we'll, maybe we'll come up with something that flows a little better but yeah <laughs> Yeah, this is a, it's a work in progress, so uh, bear with us. It, it's a little wordy, the title, much like some of these shirts, yeah. uh, as we're going to see today. <laughs> exactly, but as long
0: as you say it fearlessly, then it all works out. If you say it like you're in a Mountain Dew commercial from the 90s, you know, where you're snowboarding and drinking a Mountain Dew <laughs> at the same time, then it's all good. So yeah. without further ado, here's the first No Fear shirt
1: of the week take it away <laughs> okay <clears throat> if you're not living on the edge <laughs> you're taking up too much space no fear
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. bravo sir i mean I, that just oh my that empowers me that uh that's like a, a shot of like coffee and your aforementioned cocaine addiction uh i'm yeah, i'm yeah, ready yeah. to take it's... on the day the week even <laughs>
1: You know, if you if you can't get any uh, testosterone from your drug dealer that week, (laughs) you can just put on one of these No fear shirts and uh, you'll you'll be bulking up that week. But yeah, I I don't know if we should even explain what these are. But for those that don't remember, they're just basically like the equivalent of a targeted shirt. Mm -hmm. In fact, in a lot of ways, they're like the original like uh, cringe targeted shirt. (laughs) Sure. Uh, from the '90s, and they always had like some stupid saying like that, and at the bottom, mm-hmm. usually it would say "No Fear" it would have this "No Fear" logo, and
0: and if you actually yeah. want to see what this shirt looks like, uh, please uh, look us up on YouTube and subscribe. Why not? What do you have to lose? Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. What
1: are you scared? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gonna have no fear here,
0: buddy. Yeah, only the fearless subscribe. And you know what? Uh, I feel like um, No Fear really missed out on. Um, Remember when we watched uh uh the, the mockumentary, the first one is um WNUF and then the other one and in the commercial they say um uh it's uh you can buy the whole seat, but you're only gonna
1: need the edge. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean honestly, like somebody should buy up the No Fear brand uh and start selling these shirts again because I think that there would be a lot of crossover with these shirts and incels. Like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what a surprise. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that incels mm-hmm. are
1: 77% of our viewership. <laughs> oh, perfect. You know, then they're going to really appreciate uh, the character that kicks off this Game Boy comic we're going to read because he definitely gives off some incel vibes. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I mean, from what I uh, gleaned from this comic, what Valiant and Nintendo want is for us to turn our back on women and play more Game Boy. Uh, but uh, yeah. you're going to see that. All right, so we're going to say goodbye to the... No But they
1: don't want us to turn our back on the veterans.
0: <laughs> I didn't really get that from the comic, but sure, sure. Uh, all right, so we're going to say goodbye to the No Fear shirt here. Uh, until next week, goodbye. And then we're going to say hello to our uh, Game Boy number one. Oh, wow. Look at that cover. So we'll just dive right in. But before, I want to know... Did you have a Game Boy? Were you a fan of the Game Boy? Tell me about your history
1: of the Game Boy. I do have a Game Boy. I still have a Game Boy. Mm-hmm. I've actually gotten it modded with a backlit screen now, uh, LED backlit screen. Mm-hmm. And I've got a couple Game Boy cameras. And actually, the one of the videos I've been working on forever is about the Game Boy. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, a buddy of mine had it first. And then I got one like a couple years after it was on the market, I think, mm-hmm. or something like that. I, I never had like a ton of games for it. Right. And to be honest, I think I appreciated it more later as an adult than I did as a kid. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was never like a fan of playing on the go. And the screen was kind of like, I don't know, shit. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's amazing that the Game Boy still beat the Sega Game Gear. Um, but I don't know. I guess they... It's... Oh, I, I think it's pretty easy to see why. Because the Sega Game Gear, I mean, it was way more expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ba- you needed like a million batteries. And the batteries uh, had a very short shelf life. Right. And yeah, there, there, there was an AC adapter for it. But that kind of then defeats the whole purpose of being able to play it on the go. I, I right. do say, though, uh, the balls on Sega to have a um, and, I, I, and I don't think the Game Gear has a backlit screen either. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's that much easier to see. Uh, but I do give Sega credit for having the balls to have a TV tuner <laughs> accessory for the game gear. I wanted that
0: so bad uh, back in the day. Um, but uh, but yeah, I remember I, I bought my friend's uh, Game Boy uh, and he had like a case and a few games with it. I think uh, I actually got good grades, and my parents were like, well, what do you, for once, <laughs> my parents were like, what do you want? And I was like, I want this Game Boy, um, and I don't really remember the games that went with it, but since this issue is uh, very focused on Super Mario Land, um, I will say that I did enjoy that
1: game. What are, what are your thoughts yeah. on Super Mario Land? Yeah, I haven't played it in, man, over a decade, maybe mm-hmm. more, but... Yeah, I I do remember liking it a lot. And and I will say, like, the constraints of the Game Boy did lead to developers coming up with a lot of, you know, good games. Because you had to. You weren't going to, like, blow people away with the graphics. Mm -hmm. You weren't going to blow people away with the sound. You only have two buttons. Right. You know, so, yeah. Uh, And, you know, the very limited color palette, obviously. (laughs) Uh, But, Steve, I'm surprised that uh, you told your parents that for your good grades you wanted... Game Boy. I, I thought you wanted all beggars to be shot. Uh, <laughs> <What>? Oh, right. <laughs> Did you not read this comic? Well, I mean, you know, that
0: was later on, and uh, you know, once I, once I got my maga hat, then I started asking for things like that.
1: Oh, god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, basically, the initial character he is kind of like very maga. In incel extreme, oh i mean i'm sure to the right kind of character I'm, it's weird i'm sure so jim
0: shooter he was the editor-in-chief of valiant comics and i just wonder i'm like is he like you know a super liberal where he just wanted to you know paint this guy to look like the worst like possible conservative that you could come up with but uh <laughs> but yeah but we'll uh, okay. we'll get there dear viewer slash listener uh in uh in just a minute here um in fact uh why don't you tell me what uh, you and describe this awesome cover to the listeners?
1: Yeah, so this cover—you've got a Game Boy kind of front and center. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a guy that you know—I guess he's supposed to be like a pre, or like in his teens. Mm-hmm. I guess I think that's supposed to be uh, Rick. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so too. From the actual issue itself, and then you've got Mario there standing on top of the Game Boy and a bunch of characters from Mario Land. Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, jumping off to the right and uh, like, like this is taking place like in a bedroom, mm-hmm. like a teenage kid's bedroom. Right. And, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty cool. I, I, I think if I was a kid, you know, like I would have been like, oh, this is a cool cover. Right.
0: Yeah. i go, ooh, there's Mario and the Game Boy, you know, the stuff that we wanted back then. <laughs> Much more than icky girls. Am I right? <laughs> Uh, Yeah, apparently. And uh, yeah, uh, it's a a decent cover. And yeah, I'm glad uh, I was able to find a better scan of this. You can actually go and read this comic book, um, among all the other uh, valiant uh, Nintendo Comic System comics, on archive.org for free. But uh, the first scan I found of this was not good. And luckily, I found another one that looks uh, much better. But uh, yeah, not a bad cover. So uh, moving on. And um, actually, we should probably talk about some of the people who are behind uh, this comic. And it's weird, like, if you look through the comic, there's, like, no credits anywhere. I had to do a little bit of uh, digging. And so, uh, yeah, just for the record, this is uh, Game Boy number one. It lasted for uh, four issues and premiered in February of 1990. Obviously, it's uh, published by uh, Valiant Comics, uh, as we said, as part of their Nintendo Comics system with a... Cover price uh, coming in at a whopping $1.95. And uh, here's the synopsis uh, for the comic book. Herman Smirch, you gotta love that name, a bitter and self-centered clerk at an electronics store is surprised when he sees Tatanga, Princess Daisy, and the various enemies from Super Mario Land materialize out of his Game Boy. And uh, like the synopsis... Uh, that i got off the internet it's way longer i just cut it off right there because i mean we're just gonna read through the the book anyway uh so the writer here <laughs> oh man this is a stark contrast uh from the comic which is uh you know obviously geared towards kids maybe uh you know preteens would you say for the most part
1: mm, yeah at most like like maybe 13 year olds, or whatever, because like that's what the two main, hu- the good guys, the good guy human characters are, right?
0: Right? So, the writer here, uh, George Carragone, he was an American comic book writer and editor, most notable for co founding Penthouse Comics, <laughs> and ah. uh, but before that, he worked for uh, Marvel, he wrote uh, their licensed Masters of the Universe comic, a Star Brand. And when he worked for Valiant, he basically worked on all these Nintendo comics. Uh, there's a Punch-Out comic, Legend of Zelda, and uh, Captain N. And uh, just to, to put a button on, um, you know, his already sort of seedy career, he died by suicide on uh, July 30th, 1995, by jumping off the 45th floor of the interior atrium of the, of the Marriott Marquis Hotel in Times Square. Wow. Uh, yeah, apparently he... Um, I guess he was so successful with his uh, penthouse comics that uh, he got into a bit of excess uh, in addition to some uh, financial malfeasance. And uh, then when they found out about it, uh, I guess instead of uh, dealing with it, he uh, checked out. (laughs) So
1: I wasn't expecting that. That took a turn.
0: Yeah, so stay away from penthouse comics, kids. There. (laughs) They're bad news. Uh, now, the artist, uh, I don't really have uh, as much to say about him. Uh, I think he's still alive and well. <laughs> Ironically named Art Nichols. He worked uh, for Marvel DC and my favorite, the Ultraverse. He worked on uh, several Punisher books, uh, the Return of the Jedi weekly comic, Nobad, Nomad, Moon Knight, and the aforementioned Magnus uh, Robot Fighter. And um his, uh I would say his art and those other books uh a little bit better than uh the art here in uh, game boy um but uh yeah we'll get to that uh in a moment, and that pretty much does it for the um behind the scenes of game boy number one. Are you ready to crack this uh puppy open
1: <laughs> uh yeah let's uh crack
0: this puppy skull open <laughs> yeah. uh much like writers. <laughs> Looks <laughs> like the writer's... <laughs> oh, my God. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, moving on here. So, uh Have some respect, yeah. sir. So, uh, page one here, we get another like b- sort of beautiful rendering of the Game Boy. Uh, this whole comic, in case you haven't figured it out, is basically one giant commercial for Game Boy and the Nintendo and Super Mario Land. And uh, we get a guy off screen here going, uh, "Kabluie! Mario buys the farm. Tatango wins again." And um, up here at the top, the narration. Um, this is kind of fun. It just—I uh, could just picture like James Earl Jones reading it or something, or maybe even Stan Lee if he ever worked for uh, for Valiant. Look around you. This is the real world where Super Mario Land is only an exciting video game where Mario, Princess Daisy, and the mysterious Spaceman, Tatanga, are just images on a screen. But today, that will change thanks to the power of Game Boy in the palm of your hand. So, I mean, they're just, they're really laying it on. If if you buy a Game Boy, you hell,
1: your whole life is going to change. That's right. Uh, by the way, it's kind of weird that there's like a big Hershey's bar. Oh, I thought so, the too. the desk. Like, was that, you think, paid product placement or they're just like, I, I mean, I, I, I kind of doubt it's paid product placement. Like,
0: I was thinking I if, think I... if it was paid product placement, we would get the full Hershey's bar. I just thought, like, maybe they're just trying to throw
1: it in to make it more realistic yeah. or something. I'm just surprised it wasn't like a generic Thing. But then again, on the second page, there's like a Rambo poster. Uh, yeah, I uh, noticed that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love on the next page, like this guy's apartment. Like <laughs> it is like a MAGA in cell apartment. It is. Yeah, I <laughs> like guess
0: uh, Valiant was very uh, anti-conservative back then. Uh, but well, uh, it's,
1: it's just amazing like how, uh, and I'm not trying to dunk on these people uh, right now, at least, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's amazing like how... Uh, relevant, this yeah, st- still is, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got like a big American flag in the middle of his living room, like behind his couch, a freaking Rambo poster, you know. And then he's going to complain about liberals later on. Like, it's, I, I was just like, wow,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, maybe it's um, the writer, uh, what was his name again, uh, <laughs> George. George yeah, Cariddi hates the homeless. Yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, I was just saying maybe the writer hates the conservatives, but which is why they cast one as a uh, as a villain. But uh,
1: a villain, yeah, yeah. So
0: basically, we meet Herman Smirch, and uh, as uh, Yehel just uh, described, his apartment it looks like kind of your, like your typical ultra conservative. There's a giant um, American flag in the background and a Rambo poster, and he's uh, saying, Oh, "That was fun." Hey, Addy, and I guess he's talking to. I guess it's a rat, yeah, yeah, it's a rat um in a cage there that's his only friend, I guess that was fun. Did you see that? I got Mario all the way to the end, and then I let Tatanga blow him up. uh what is the point of playing a game if you're gonna you know lose on purpose at the end? you hell, can you enlighten me here
1: yeah i I don't get it at first, I was like, well, maybe he just means like I let him. In the sense, like, oh, I let it, you know, because I did so poorly, like it happened. Like, not in I purposely, but I think it is supposed to be on purpose.
0: Oh, no, it is. They're just trying to establish that, uh, you know, that this guy is a bad guy and he's the perfect guy to be manipulated <laughs> by an, uh, a four bit sprite from another dimension. Um, at least. Uh, yeah,
1: it, it's just like super uh, strange, you <laughs> yeah. know, but. Well, this whole
0: book is pretty strange, uh, as we're going to see. Uh, so, basically, we see here, uh, I mean, there's some really funny, like, dialogue. I'm going to try not to skimp over, but he has an encounter, Herman here, with a, uh, <laughs> a homeless guy. The guy just asked him for a uh, um, quarter, and Herman's like, no! Like, he just freaks out, and the homeless guy um, just is like, hey, hey, relax, like, I'm out of here. And then, <laughs> under his breath, Herman goes, you want to you fill it in here? um oh uh he's like beggars should all be shot yeah. <laughs> no fear <laughs> oh yeah like i mean why would you even say that i mean you could just think it but it's to basically um enrage the uh, homeless guy even f- further yeah although i guess he's whispering
1: it right because it's got like that's what exactly the, the he does
0: whisper means, it under right? his breath And so, yeah, I I guess they're just trying to show that he's also a coward, because then uh, Herman, uh, to reply to this homeless veteran, was just like, I I didn't look. uh, I'll give you a quarter. And then a homeless guy just goes, keep it, stuff it. And then he just sort of wanders away. Uh, So uh, this is like our first, uh, you know, full sequential
1: page. Uh, What do you think of
0: the art here?
1: You know, I actually like this guy's art mm-hmm. quite a bit. Like, it's very, like, like I, 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 the way he does anatomy, it's, like, very good. Like, the hands in the previous page, mm-hmm. for example. Um, I appreciate that his characters look consistently in their face from panel to panel. Uh, now, is his art style particularly memorable? No, it it almost looks like art you would find in a how-to-draw-comics book, you know, where it's, like, uh technically very correct but maybe not stylistically right. exciting. Right. Oh,
0: well said. Um I agree with you there. I like the other comics that I looked at of his like the more traditional superhero stuff uh was a lot more uh I don't know, in mm-hmm. your face uh to, for lack of a better term. Uh but yeah, he's uh, very consistent and I think he's just, you know, doing his best to establish a very kind of uh baseline real world uh, more or less. Um
1: yeah yeah and, and you know i gotta give this guy props too because like he draws the real mm-hmm. world like very realistically like you said but then the mario characters he's got to draw it in that nintendo you know kind of style and he does that really well so you know the guy obviously is first sure. i mean
0: you can't be named art nichols and be an artist and not be good <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah. now we're inside a mall and um basically herman is going to his uh job He's telling his uh, boss or manager, oh, I was practically mugged. And uh, his boss is just like, oh, come on, Herman. It's not that bad. And he's like, it is. Don't you see the filth, the crime, the fear everywhere? If I had my way, every litterbug, bug, jaywalker, mugger, and liberal politician would be strung up. And it's just like, <laughs> does he go into work every day ranting like this?
1: Yeah, I think this is the inspiration for uh, Marjorie Taylor <laughs> Greene.
0: Uh, like, oh, green. man. And then he, he continues. He goes, there's no safe place anymore for clean, decent people. And uh, his boss just takes them with a grain of salt. He's like, uh-huh. Look, I'm going to the bank. Keep an eye on things, will you, Herman? See, see,
1: it was way easier to deal with these people before Reddit and uh, Twitter. <laughs> you, just, you just go, uh-huh, okay, you're nuts. I'm going right, to go to the bathroom right. now. Uh, you, you, yeah. you, you watch the store.
0: So we lunatic. got a uh, plot point here. Uh, eh, maybe not that big of a plot point, but it's basically just to show us what a scumbag Herman is. boss is like... Uh, by the way, I noticed that one of our Game Boys was missing. Eh, shoplifted, I guess. So he's not even worried about it. Things must have been going great for retail uh, back in uh, the 90s. Uh, so right. then we see a thought balloon of uh, Herman here. And I love how he's holding. It's an actual Game Boy box, like not a drawn one.
1: Like uh, it's like they like they scanned it or uh, took a picture of it. and it's, They probably took a. Well, this is 1993. Yeah. So they probably just took a picture of it. And like, you know, like a small from far away or something, and then cut it out. Exactly, that's what I I was thinking. And and
0: speaking of things that people are thinking, Herman is Mm -hmm. thinking to himself, it wasn't shoplifted, you rich pig. (sighs) I took it because I deserve it. (laughs) Considering how little I get paid, I think it's about time to help myself to another little bonus. I've had a rough morning.
1: And uh, so we had turned... Yeah, he's very, he's very entitled. Again, it's a lot like these people. Like, it's so weird, yeah, yeah. man. So, uh, so we turn the page, and
0: now we see uh, Rick and Josh getting dropped off at the mall um, by their mom. Um, and uh, then in the next panel, we got um, uh, Josh. He's the blonde-haired one. And Rick, who looks uh, suspiciously kind of like Captain N, don't you think? The red-haired one?
1: Yeah, he does mm-hmm. look a little like Captain N. But but he's your typical like '80s oh, '90s yeah, cool yeah. kid,
0: and uh, Josh. I guess you know. maybe he's like the younger brother. And if they're brothers, why do they have different hair color? I don't really understand. Um, but whatever, I guess it's to make sure we can tell them apart. Um, but but yeah, uh, Josh, so. he goes. Uh, Let's see if Levinson's has any Mario Three cartridges. But uh, old uh, Rick, Slick Rick, I call him. He's all about the ladies. He goes, "Those girls are heading for the food court," and uh, I don't know. And then they just sort of uh, in, they change in the switch of panels here. Now they're in Levisons, which is the name of uh, Herman's electronics store. And uh, Josh is go like, "Oh, excuse me, do you have Super Mario Brothers 3? And then Josh uh, or Slick Rick is all, "Excuse me, Mister." And he just—he's too busy playing his Game Boy to even do his like basic job.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's like completely ignoring them. And the funny thing is, like, well, is he just playing his best up until the very <laughs> end? Like, once again, at every game, like, like he has no control over his own life. You know, he's like feels like he's not earning a lot of money. So this is like the only control to torture he has in and his kill
0: life. Mario at the very end of the game wow pretty much really really says something it it is sad uh so rick is all he doesn't have it come on let's go and uh and then um josh is all let's try a different store and um but rick is all hey later let's check out the food court and don't be a dweeb in front of the girls okay and uh they hear like a, a thunk coming from they've they've left the electronics store they hear, like, a, a noise. Uh, it says thunk, and old Josh is all, uh, oh, what was that? And uh, Slick Rake is all, I don't know. Come on. Then we turn the page, <laughs> and, like, a, a panel straight out of Gulliver's Travels itself, we see uh, Herman. Yep. He has been taken over by all of, basically, the bad sprites from uh, Super Mario Land um, and, uh, I don't know. Do you, did, did you want to describe anything more from this panel?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, he's just laying down and he's got like <laughs> rope or some kind of twine all around him, holding him down. And yeah, basically all the characters from Smarterland, all the bad guy characters. I, I think this is most, right? if not all of them, they're around right. him and they're really small. They're, they're, they're like, I don't know. Like yeah, G.I. Yeah, Joe size. I, I would say
0: that. And, uh, after this comic, did you ever even know like the name of the main bad guy villain in Super Mario Land? Because I sure didn't.
1: <laughs> you know, I don't I might have known as a kid, but I, I certainly mm-hmm. didn't remember it. Uh so I read and when I read this, I was like, ah, I guess <laughs> "Yeah, that was his name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Whatever you
0: say, George Carragone. Um so yeah, they actually uh, name off um oh wait, no. Uh it's kind of like an introduction for Tartanga uh it's his second in command whose name i forgot at the moment it's in my notes but he goes all hail his exalted majesty the all-powerful conqueror of worlds pharaoh of birabudo maharaja of muda emperor of Easton, kaiser of tatanga the mysterious space lord and
1: uh these are like rejected Chris Jericho nicknames <laughs> Yeah, I was going
0: yeah. well, <laughs> to say that, or like Ric Flair, maybe. Um, but yeah, so this guy's the the Ric Flair of Super Mario Land, I guess. And he's there with Daisy, which is weird because... Well, I guess he's, she has to be with him, otherwise Mario wouldn't
1: have his uh, motivation to go to Mario Land. Yeah, he's kidnapped her. And it, it actually makes total sense, Steve, mm-hmm. that he's got her. Because... If you remember from page two, he purposely lost the game. So Tatanga got to keep it. And this is his Game Boy that it's coming out of. I mean, I know he's using the one at the store, but presumably he was playing Super Mario Land to once again have Mario lose. So, yeah. Oh,
0: they go out of their way to explain everything in this
1: comic I will say, very little mm-hmm. plot holes here. Uh, it's almost yeah, George
0: <laughs> was actually a pretty good writer, even for something as frivolous as a licensed Nintendo comic. Um, but uh, let's see. Um, so moving on. Um, basically, what do we got here?
1: Um, you know, Tartanga. So, yeah, Tanga. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. If you don't mind me, uh, I, can, I can tell you where we are at. Yeah, so Tatanga is just, you know, talking about how... This is another world to conquer. And Daisy, of course, doesn't want him to conquer this other world. She doesn't want him to mm-hmm. you know, harm people. And Tatonga's is going on and on about how he's mm-hmm. doing it for her. And, like, he wants, I do think it's funny, like, he wants her to consent to oh, marrying I'm, him. She's so he doesn't want to. I force love it that on they her. use
0: that word. <laughs> it's very 2023. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like this book yeah, is so. Ahead yeah, yeah, for time. sure. Very, very woke.
1: <laughs> but, you know, I, yeah, well, but the idea here is that, like he wants right, her to right. want him is is the whole thing. He so it's I mean, very, I, I, uh cheap trick. Uh, and that's trick. really what he yeah. means by consent. Yeah. Cuz he's still like forcing her into this even if she says right. fine I'll he's, marry him. He's you.
0: all right. I want us to reign together over the greatest empire in the history of the universe. And uh, and all the while, Herman is <laughs> tied down in his own existential... I, I love the look on his face in the uh, second-to-last panel. I mean, sheer horror. He can't believe what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, and then we get, as you said, there's uh, a lot of sort of um, adult stuff for, for a kid's comic. And at the end, Tartanga is all, He has served his purpose, showing us the way here. So they are killing him and of course that doesn't sit well with Daisy so we turn the page and basically um she sort of manipulates him into not uh you know not killing him immediately and he goes uh the his second in command is named uh, Pinope and he goes question the captive and <laughs> is it doesn't it just look weird with him and the octopus there it's uh I don't know a very japanese like nightmare fuel I,
1: T- tentacly yeah uh, it is and this is an american comic
0: it's so weird <laughs> yeah
1: yeah well but it's a japanese go property, right you so. gotta
0: you gotta get that japanese market in there of you know tentacle lovers uh so he's all herman is all oh, I, I don't believe this you, you you're you from the game how, how did you get here and this is where we get <laughs> i i love it just uh, con- not too convoluted, but he sent out a psychic probe, and it, yep, and it reached out to uh, Herman here because he's so cowardly and weak-willed that he wants to be uh, dominated, basically, by uh, the power top right. that is Tartanga. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh. Uh. <laughs> But but he but he, yeah Peon P here specifically says um you know that you're you virtually invited mm-hmm. Lord Tatanga here, um uh, but then weak men always invite oppression like there's a and lot of social commentary here. That is a good line here. I could see uh, no fear. It, it is a great line. Like it's something you <laughs> that is a great no fear shirt. Weak men always no invite fear. oppression. Yeah. No fear. But you know it, there's a lot of social commentary here because I mean. I'm guessing based on, you know, like what we've already seen Mm. of the writing that what he's saying here is that like weak men lead themselves to be led by fascist type uh, leaders and autocrats such as (laughs) the Taga here. So like it's crazy to me like how adult there's some how how much adult subtext there is.
0: Tartanga more like Trump tanga. Am I right? Am I right? Ooh. Oh, all
1: right. turn
0: the page here. Page number eight, if you're following along at home. Uh, so Tartanga says they're going to take over the Wonder World mall. Meanwhile, Josh asks Rick why he's into girls. Then they are ambushed by a bunch of uh, by a bunch of the sprites from Mario Land. Uh, yeah, basically, um, uh, Josh and Rick, they're hanging out in the food court. And Josh is all uh, hey, Rick. How come when you're around girls, you forget all about video games and baseball and everything else you usually
1: like? (laughs) Dude, baseball is such like a 90s thing. Like every kid was into baseball. Even if they weren't watching it, they were into baseball cards or something related to baseball. I I know we've talked about it before how uh, I mentioned that in Nick Arcade. Like, you know, the host would ask kids, you know, what hobbies do you have? And almost always they would say baseball. I even like included like a super cut of kids on Nick Arcade talking about how they're <laughs> into baseball in my Nick Arcade video. So, yeah, interesting that it comes up here. It comes up a few times, actually. You know what? Uh,
0: I mean, I just read an article recently. Uh, you know what kind of killed uh, the baseball popularity, don't you?
1: No, I, I, the I don't. The steroid scandal. Maybe, like, the Bulls. Oh, really? I thought it was kind of over by then. You just want, like, the Andrew steam? Uh, I mean, I,
0: I thought it was much later yeah, McGuire and stuff? all that, Because like, it was discovered they were all on it, basically.
1: I thought it was like the collapse of the uh baseball card market. Well, like as according, far as the according to the article cards? that I read
0: and that the that was also because of steroids. Like basically it was just you know, there was a scandal all over the um, you know, Major League Baseball and it all just sort of collapsed Oh, they also overprinted on the uh much like with everything in the nineties, they overprinted on the baseball cards and yeah. it just
1: Because everybody thought they were going to get rich by buying comic books or uh, baseball cards. Like they thought, like, oh, in fifteen years, I'll be able to sell this (laughs) and retire. But, uh, but uh, Steve, do you? Because the way I remember it, and you know, I was never a big sports guy, but I remember at the time in the '90s, baseball was more popular mm, than football. eh, Maybe. Uh, I
0: mean, in my household, and yeah, of course, as we've stated many times, uh, you know, we're not into. non-professional wrestling sports um yeah we're just we're just into right. the, into the girls <laughs> right but not the baseball uh, i mean we only cared about <laughs> american football and basketball we never cared about baseball at all uh in the honeycut household so i i can't tell you one way or the other
1: interesting well i'm sure our viewers are loving this right aside. right for sure so uh, <laughs> anyway uh, slick
0: rick is all like "Ooh, look at those excellent babes and then out of nowhere the mario land bad guy sprites uh show up and they basically ambush uh josh and rick and josh is such a fanboy he sits there naming off all the names of the bad guys instead of running for his life. Uh, let me take a, a shot at these. Wow, it's Dragon Zamazoo <laughs> and Rokoton and Abunbun <laughs> and Botadon. Like, I don't know about you, but I, I would just be running away or at least trying to stomp on them if possible. I mean, they're basically, you know, big, big roaches right. or whatever, but. Uh... So we turn the page yeah. and we get pretty decent one page spread here of like the entire mall just being overrun by all these bad guys from Super Mario Land. Uh what what do you think of this page?
1: Uh yeah, it's it's not bad. I mean, I will say the floor because mm-hmm. it's all white of the mall, like it does make it kind of I don't know, look a bit on the script. However, there are like a lot of small characters in it because of the uh size of the enemy. So I guess you couldn't really do something like add like a tile pattern or something like that because then it would probably be like too right, much, right. too busy. So but yeah, I, I like it a lot. Uh, do you, so we see like there's some explosions <laughs> happening and I don't know if you noticed Steve, but in the, uh, on the second floor of this one page shot, and this is like near the upper left hand corner of the page, there's a guy who... There, yeah, you see sure. what I'm talking about? A, bo- a bomb or uh-huh. something exploded and he is now falling... <laughs> From the second story of the mall down so to I his guess death. He's wow, die. and there
0: isn't even any Mario around to save him, and we know Josh and Rick can't do it
1: uh, yeah, and there's other people being caught in the explosion, like uh you know, you can see there's a woman who's like flailing her arms in the air because she's caught in the tail end <laughs> of an explosion, uh so, so what you're saying. <laughs> There's people being murdered. So, these cartoony, cute looking
0: sprites from Super Mario Land are no joke. They're straight up murdering people or murking people. Yeah.
1: (laughs) To be honest, Steve, this comic, I'm not saying this to be funny. I really feel like the story in this comic book would have made a much better Super Mario. I was thinking the same thing. Oh, man. 100%. All right. So like you you could have even kept the social commentary in it you know you literally don't have to change like much about about the movie and it would have been pretty cheap because it's all taking place like in one this location is the mall, movie annabelle and you know. rocky wished they could have made <laughs> uh, well apparently not because they wanted it to be like a crazy dystopian right, right. thing right uh,
0: so uh moving on uh basically they continue running amok uh Tartanga wants to destroy all the giants. That's how he refers to what's uh, humans. He wants to destroy them all at once, but Daisy says that she's hungry and wants lunch, and, uh, and she's all like, well, if Mario was around, he'd take me, and we get a pretty decent line from uh, Tartanga at the last panel here. He goes, I'm not interested in what Mario would do. Tartanga does as he pleases. Uh, very uh, '90s, uh, Vince, <laughs> Mr. McMahon, maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, like Daisy is just trying to distract from uh, him, from you know, hurting right. these people. And I do appreciate that later on he addresses. It's so that good. The, it's so like, much better it than so, it needs to be. Yeah, Tatooine yeah. is not an idiot. Like, like he he basically knows she's trying to manipulate him when she does and Sometimes. He knowingly lets yep, her yeah, so just so he sweet. can
0: get that sweet, sweet Daisy. Uh, but uh, moving yeah. on, um, let's see. So, uh, Tatanga asks Herman where they should eat, and he tells him, and then hypnotizes him anyway into taking him there. It's like I, I think they've already put the the fear of God, or at least the fear of Tatanga, into Herman. Uh, I'm sure he would have done it willingly because, you know, he's so weak willed but they, they hypnotize him anyway. And, uh, and while they're leaving, Josh uh, tells Rick that there's only one man who can stop them. And that, uh, and it's funny. uh, Rick goes, who Hulk Hogan? Yay. Well, yay for the Hulk Hogan reference. Uh, Chuck Norris. He was even hot back then. And he goes, no, Super Mario. And then Rick, because he doesn't believe in this kid crap because he's all about the ladies. He just slaps his face and goes, oh, give me a break. Uh, How dare he not believe in the power of Mario?
1: Rick's trying to get his zapper wet,
0: you know. (laughs) He's (laughs) sick of using the power glove if you get my drift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to the next page. Um, so the boys basically conjure up um, Mario, and um, and then he basically shows up,
1: um, and immediately... Yeah, like, like, like it, it basically, like, he plays... Uh, Josh plays Super Mario Land, and he sees that there's, mm-hmm. like, a door uh, in one screen where there's normally, like, three... Instead of there being two doors, there's three doors. So he's like, oh, let me go through this third door. Maybe that, like, leads here, mm-hmm. and it does. And then
0: out po- pops Mario, and, of course, he looks just like uh, he always does, <laughs> and which is just a fun contrast because you've got these, you know, I guess, quote-unquote, stylized, realistic-looking dudes here, and then you've got, you know, old Sprite Mario here, and he's all, where's Daisy? Uh, and Josh is all, Mario, I knew you'd come through.
1: And uh, Yeah, like, they could have done this, like, Roger yeah. Rabbit style. You know, in the it had this been a, a movie, but you know, I, I guess that actually would have made it <laughs> quite expensive,
0: right? <laughs> uh, so um, basically, and Josh is all Mario, you gotta help us. Tatanga is loose, and of course, uh, Slick Rick. He just can't believe his eyes, but he's still wearing his sunglasses indoors. What a cool guy! Uh, and and there's an okay. awesome line here. I love that Mario does not act like. Um, Mario in this comic, he acts like Han Solo or Indiana Jones. Uh, So, uh, uh, Josh, he's all... um, Oh, yeah. So, Rick, he goes, "Uh, but you're just a character from a game. And, like, badass Mario goes, life is a game, kid. It all depends on how you play it. Say it with me. No fear. (laughs)
1: No fear. (laughs) And, I mean, I I would... What's you that? know what's funny, Steve, is that there's there there is a no fear shirt I saw, that is kind of like it, it says something very similar to that. i sure it does. It, it, it'll be a future no fear mm, shirt of the
0: Absolutely. Week, sure. So, Mario says he arrived here through a dimensional warp zone. Uh, Josh says he knows where they're going. And we'll take Mario there, but Rick now Rick is uh, kind of showing his true colors. He's all, oh, "Um, that's across the river, and their mom says it's too dangerous to go there." Uh, and so we turn the page, and there and Mario's all like, "Dangerous? What is it? Desert? Jungle? Frozen tundra?" And Rick is all, "Worse in New York City," which is <laughs> kind of a just a fun little <laughs> whatever, um, and. Uh, and yeah. then we get the uh, Twin Towers. Yes, yes, we know they're no longer there. Uh, and there's a evil cloud hovering above it, um, and uh, b- below that. Yeah, ka- again, kind of ominous writing from uh, <laughs> George. From yeah, George, yeah. is
1: that his name? Uh, yeah, this. Yeah, like, what did he know that? we is he from the future? Hey, maybe that's why us us he uh, about checked out early. He knew what was coming knew too much maybe that's actually how he time travels back to the future he was <laughs> wow. from wow this
0: is uh getting very dark and uh, conspiracy-esque and i love it
1: uh but uh
0: moving on uh so they're in the subway and um let's see here uh the brothers and mario arrive uh while tartanga wreaks havoc on the fancy restaurant that they went so daisy could eat lunch uh, i don't think there's really uh much else to say here um it's just kind of funny i guess seeing this uh snooty like Mater d like dealing with uh that p- poppenny or whatever his name is he and he's all i claim yeah. this world for tartanga prepare food for him or be destroyed and the Mater d is all <clears throat> is this some kind of practical joke and then, there, again, we get a, one of those random <laughs> explosions. And, you know, he's probably dead there in the last panel.
1: You hell, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> uh, another death here oh. caused by uh, the uh, the t- 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 Tatanga here. And it's like, these guys are so small. All the, all the, What are they going <laughs> to eat, like a bean? Like, who cares? Just give it to
0: yeah. them. <laughs> one bean. Oh, man. <laughs> or, you know, mushrooms, you think, right? And, um... Yeah, yeah. And so the the next page, we get uh, like another sort of medium shot panel of all the little, cute little critters wreaking havoc on the on the restaurant. Uh, let's see, Josh, Rick, and Mario are also attacked by those bees. Josh tells Rick how to fight the bees, and he says that he would know how to do this. If he played more Game Boy and stayed away from girls, uh, is this the message that we really need to be <laughs> sending?
1: I don't know. Maybe, they, maybe, maybe they're like, uh, this is like a secret pro abstinence <laughs> right. uh, message yeah, maybe, here. <laughs> maybe Maybe. Uh, I mean, but I thought. Don't play with girls. Yeah, play with your Game exactly. Boy. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean. The only thing you should be sticking in anywhere is Super yeah, Mario Land. Right. You know, maybe put uh, your cartridge in
0: Nintendo. Not a girl, uh, but uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah. He shows him how to like beat up like some of the the bad guys. You got to hit him a, a proper way. Um, and yeah, yeah, over the head, like that.
1: obviously. Like you, you got to bonk him. But a uh, Rick on top, yeah, just like you would in the game. But isn't it weird though? How like then Rick is like oh, look, they're, or rather Josh is like, oh, look, they're creating the video game world, like, here, but it's, like, in the air. They're basically creating right, their Right, right. It's
0: like their world is slowly taking over ours. I mean, I'd say that's, like, a eh, standard trope for this kind of story.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's it is weird, It was though. just kind of... <laughs> But again, it. Like they have to get away for like Mario to do Mario game things. You know, go through warp zone or warp tunnels. Uh, they and get power really and want settings. you so to it.
0: buy a Game Boy and play Mario Land. That's what they want. Um, and uh, but I think it's funny here. So after Josh delivers the line about you know play more Game Boy, stop hanging around with girls, Rick, he is just so bound and determined to hook up that even w- under threat of death, he's all. How about instead of homework? Eh? Eh? So <laughs> he's going to give up yeah, homework yeah. to play more Game Boy, but still wants to chase girls. So I'm Team Rick on this, but uh, <laughs> moving on. Um, so 16, Josh remembers a secret from the game, and Mario finds a secret elevator. Um, basically, uh, in one of the panels here, Mario is like, oh, we're not, it's going to take us forever to fight our way um, to Tatanga. So Josh finds the, the secret, uh, and um, this is funny. Um, Mario is all, a secret elevator, thanks. I'll take it from here, guys. And Josh is all, no way, Mario. We're Team Power Bottom. I mean, Power Team now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just an interesting choice of words, that's all. Um, so now we're back with Tatanga and, um, and Daisy, and and she's all if you just give up war and conquest i'd and uh he's all uh i really dude he's all is the meal satisfactory daisy is there anything else you'd like anything i really do want to please you and uh and then she says her line about giving up war and conquest and then he's all like if i gave up conquering worlds will you marry me and Daisy is all like, no, but... I mean, I think she, like, tipped her hand there a little early. But uh, but Tatanga yeah, wants her so bad, he still, like, won't, like, toss her to the side and decides he's going to be even more, like, evil than before and then demands more more beverage, which, I mean, what what on earth is he drinking here? Like a, I don't know, Blue Moon or I, something? I think it's supposed <laughs> to be, like, a
1: Coke because, like, there's, like ice cubes in it but uh yeah i don't i don't i don't know maybe maybe Mm. maybe it's alcohol maybe it's maybe it's having an old (laughs) fashioned. i don't
0: know right (laughs) like why you know do is the palette from mario land does does it work here in the real world too like i I mean they answered a lot of questions in this comic but they didn't answer that one um so anyway pay yeah pay what's that
1: Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that, that's fine, but they they do surprisingly answer a lot more things than I yes, expected Yes, they do. Them in too, fact, so. we
0: we glossed I'll, over, I'll like and it. I mean, I didn't even wouldn't even think about this, but uh, old George he felt the need to throw it in there anyway. What Mario uh, or Josh or Rick is like? Why are you guys in color? Why aren't you in black and white? And Mario was like. Oh, you've got a you know a device here that communicates with other dimensions, and you're worried why we're not in color or not? Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's like this has enough perception to get this, and you're you know think we have to we should be in color too? Like, isn't this incredible right, enough right. already? So basically, basically
0: that's uh, Nintendo's way of saying be happy with the Game Boy the way it is. You don't need no stinking Game Gear with its color. Like, uh, what you have in your hands yeah. is an amazing device, so shut up and enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, so on page <laughs> 17, um, not really too much happens. You basically just get more... Um, um, Mario here sort of wreaks havoc on uh, on the sprites, um, fight some more bad guys, so... Uh, We're going to go ahead and move on to the next page. Uh, Tartanga says he allows, this is where, um, as Yehel said before, Tartanga says that he allows Daisy to manipulate him so he can manipulate her. And that in this world, you only live once. And I mean, this was was a bombshell. Like, I I didn't see that. Yeah, me too. I thought so, too basically he says that he lured Mario to this world specifically because you only live once and it's his plan to kill Mario once and for all. It was his plan all along. Yeah. Like kill him Mm -hmm. for real. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And you know, like again, this would have made like a great like lead into like Mm -hmm. act three of, of a film, you know, like when this master plot is revealed and it's like, Oh shit, this guy really (laughs) is like a monster, you know? And and I love how meta it is, too, that he knows, or I guess all the characters from the from the game Super Mario Land know that they're in a game, and they know that they die over and over, but it's fine because mm-hmm. they always come back. And he's, like, trying to make it permanent. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's great. I, I couldn't believe it. And
0: just a, a quick aside, I don't know why, but I was, like, uh, dreading <laughs> having to read these and do this. I guess just too, because the uh, the Super Mario episode, like you know, did so well, and you know it was a movie, and we just sort of sat back and you know just sort of breezed through it. But uh, but yeah, this uh, ended up being quite a surprise. But uh, anyway, um, so yeah, we we discovered that it was his plan all along, and, and then we turned the page, and uh, oh yeah, uh, basically there's. Um, uh, Josh here, he wants to help Mario so bad, but, uh, Rick, he's, uh, again, being a little bit, uh, more cowardly than before. He's all, Josh, this isn't a game. We could get killed out here. What would mom say? And, uh, we turn the page and then, uh, Josh is all, she'd say, don't let your team down. Come on, Rick. It's the bottom of the ninth. And we get more baseball metaphors here. Yeah. And, uh, Rick goes, Josh, I, all right already we're a team but you're on the bench got it i'm gonna do the relief pitching and <laughs> like yeah it's so bad like this uh, i'm not a big fan of the baseball m- metaphors the base- here but um yeah but yeah as you
1: said um, baseball was still hot in the 90s and um yeah and, and then like rick shugs I, I guess the impression that i got is that rick mm-hmm. is the older brother is that the impression yes. that you got
0: yes definitely
1: so so rick ends up like pushing josh Mm -hmm. out of the way and then like it's weird because in the next page it's almost like implied that he pushed him somewhere where josh wouldn't have been able to then help or interfere so i didn't quite get that like it was a little unclear but yeah so like basically rick is like get out of here uh i'm gonna take care of this and yes i will keep (laughs) my sunglasses (laughs) off.
0: right right uh all right so in the meantime uh mario uh, moves closer to i guess daisy and tartanga and he's almost there and then out of nowhere herman shows up and ecw hardcore lays a aluminum tray he smacks mario away like
1: (laughs) spang like i didn't see that coming and um basically he hit and i i think this is why earlier today sorry to cut you off they showed uh the original i can't remember the manga guy's name but uh they showed herman they showed herman being hypnotized it's because like now he's under the control of Tatonga. so i think it was to justify him right and he didn't
0: even like um, mario to begin with even before he was hypnotized so this all makes sense right <laughs> it's crazy so yep. uh, mario was falling into like um basically a, a, a mosh pit of these bad guy sprites in the background, um, Rick runs forward. He's doing the old uh, classic, no! And so we turn the page. And uh, yeah, so Rick <laughs> completes his character arc by, <laughs> by saving Mario. <laughs> I can't believe it. And, and for the first time, his sunglasses fall off. And we see him for the hero that he really is. <laughs> and unfortunately, we get a, uh, another baseball metaphor <laughs> from uh, Mario. And says, Nice save, kid. Play ball. <laughs> uh, what are your, what are your <laughs> thoughts on this?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you touched uh, you know, on all the important parts. And uh, you know what's funny, Steve, is that last week when we started going over mm-hmm. the No Fear shirts, uh, I don't know if you remember, but there was a uh. baseball one. And it literally, I have it, I have it up right here. And it said, <laughs> it starts off with bottom of the ninth. Down by three bases or down by three bases loaded, <laughs> full count, two outs, <laughs> no fear, and that's basically like this that panel uh, from the previous page, but yeah, I mean this again, this would have made a great you know mm-hmm, scene in the mm-hmm. film, you know,
0: something actually uh, uh kind of like you said almost heartwarming where. There was none of that in the '93 Super Mario Bros. It's all just sort of uh, flatlining. Yeah, yeah. There's no real like emotion or anything like that. Uh, but right.
1: and hey, our two main heroes are you know mm-hmm. you know kids you know which would have been kids love you know and teens they love seeing themselves in these movies as the heroes. Yeah, Mario is in this, and yeah, he's a hero. But really, the main protagonists are the the two be, brothers. As it should be uh, so. Uh, Josh, uh,
0: so yeah, basically, um, Josh suggests that, um, Mario break some, uh, some blocks, um, because he sees like a block pattern from the game. Um, and, uh, Mario is all, yeah, they don't, they don't build stuff. Oh yeah. This is when they over explain again. Uh, cause like, uh, Rick is all, I get it, but why did Tatanga's engineers build stuff that might help you, Mario. And then Mario is like, "They don't. They build stuff for their own comfort and convenience. It can be used against them, though, if you know how, and we know how." Like again, is this some sort of like a
1: class thing here? Like you know, they're. <laughs> I don't know, but but you know, like I mean, it makes. I, I really didn't mind it because it's mm-hmm. Rick that asks, and Rick is the one that the whole time has been like you know, like a doubting mm-hmm. Thomas or whatever. So it makes sense. That he's like, and it is like a—it's a strange situation that they are fighting themselves <laughs> <Yes>. in, right? <laughs> I would have a lot mm. of questions myself. Uh, I would still, of course, go into this oh, with of no That's fear. course, it's the only way to Steve. do
0: anything these days.
1: It's, it's the bottom of the ninth. You—you you can't have fear. You're down by three, and your bases are loaded. <laughs> play Steve. ball! Come on. The full yeah, count yeah, is depending yeah. on you. Yeah. No, I. Yeah, and I brought two balls <laughs> to play with.
0: Uh, now like, it's turning into a Big Johnson T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyways, get me my right. Right. <laughs> um, so uh, we turn the page, and uh, so again, they are just bombarded by um, by these little sprites, and uh, one of the little bees is going exterminate them. Which uh, I don't know if you ever watched Doctor Who, but that's uh, you know the Daleks. That's like one of the things they say. Anyway. Oh yeah, really?
1: I did not know that. I, I'm sure, I bet it yeah. is a callback too. So,
0: um, Josh and Rick—I mean—they're in full-on hero mode here. I mean, they're getting taken down by these bad guys, but uh, but uh, newly, you know, recreated hero Rick is all Mario, forget about us, and Josh is like, "Yeah, hit the bricks, hurry!" And so Mario hits one of the bricks. He immediately gets a star, and um,
1: yeah. I think the implication here is, like, this is cocaine <laughs> uh, for Mario. And he makes him feel like he's invincible. He's not feeling mm-hmm. any pain.
0: <laughs> so uh, he saves the boys, and, um, and then Tartanga calls for his, uh, his robot at the end here. He's like, somehow I knew it would come to this. Guards, bring me my war robot. Of course, he has a weird name, Pogusu, or something along those lines. So we turn the page, and does it, we don't even get to – I guess – We never even get to see the robot. This is really weird. So we kind of have a little bit of a anticlimactic ending here, uh, which I guess you have to because there's three more issues. And I guess he'll have to have a final battle with Tartanga later. But basically Daisy is all, so this is the end, Tartanga. One way or the other for all time. And he's all, what are you talking about? And she's all, Mario won't stop until you're finished. He is invincible now. And what was it you said in this world?
1: you only live once,
0: <laughs> which is almost a James Bond movie. And then she's all holding her face in that classic sort of like romance comic pose. And she's all, I really do feel ill. I'll take me back to my cell now, please. Which why not just run away? I, I don't know. It's uh, they have a weird relationship
1: and uh, Tatanga is all Daisy. Well, I think Daisy, like the idea is like Daisy is mm-hmm. such a good person that she doesn't even want to see Tertanga, Tatanga get killed because like now she's like Mario's mm-hmm. gonna kill yeah. you. Uh basically is what cool. she's saying, and I don't know what that says about <laughs> Mario. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe the because she's like he is invincible, aka he is coked out of his mind. He won't. Right, be Right, we stop established
0: himself. that. I mean, Mario is essentially like Snake Pliskin
1: or Solid Snake in this comic. So uh, yeah, he's got no right, qualms. Right. And maybe Mario doesn't know, because Daisy didn't know that once you die here, Ooh. you die forever. So maybe Mario wow. doesn't know either. What a revelation. You know? so, uh, so, yeah,
0: Tatanga is all, uh, tell me, is it his life you fear for or mine, Daisy? And, he's like, oh. and then basically Tatanga goes, bah, I'll battle Mario when I choose. This luncheon is over. <laughs> <laughs> Activate the warp zone vortex. <laughs> And um, so the this Game Boy, which happens to be sitting on the table, sucks in all the baddies and the in the black uh, cloud and everything. And Mario is, oh no, come
1: back here! And uh, but did you notice that Mario, who's you know he's he's taken the star, and you can see there's like this yellow mm-hmm. light around him. However, Mario himself is all white, much like <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> against you I, I, I'm, just I'm sure
0: George just was heavily into the white stuff at this point um, but uh, so we turn the page and uh, alright let's see here 23 Mario says he has to go back before the warp zone closes and the column if Tatanga ever comes back and I mean that is essentially the end of the comic and uh, we get a huge close up of Josh and he's just oh, okay bye like, uh, you'd think, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't expect tears, but maybe just something a little more, Will we ever see you again, Mario. And I guess the answer is yes. Since there's like right. three more issues, but, um, but it's funny. There's like a few, uh, cops come in and they're all, looks like all the patrons are locked in the restaurant. So they had to explain where all the patrons of the, of uh, the rest, uh, restaurant are. Cause otherwise there would just be bodies everywhere. Uh,
1: yeah, right, right. However, in the mall, like, itself, <laughs> yeah. there are bodies yeah, they don't... everywhere. It is a Dawn of the Dead-like yeah, it scene. Is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just sort of have to read between the lines, you know,
0: a la Stanley Kubrick. But uh yeah, complete massacre. Um They don't show it, but it's implied. And uh, so Josh is all, look, the police. Great. Hey, where's the skinny guy who was helping Tatanga, the one who clobbered Mario? And uh, Rick is all, "Eh, he ducked out during the fight. I saw him, and uh, I was really kind of disappointed because I wanted Herman to get his comeuppance. But again, I guess you're gonna have to read on, dear reader, if you want to see that happen. And uh, so Josh is all, think anyone will believe what happened? And Rick is like, I hope mom does, at least next time we'll know what to do. So they're already setting up a sequel or the next issue. Uh, and then we get a, uh, a final, uh, like exterior shot of, I guess, uh, it's one of the twin towers and they're all, but what if Tatanga pops up someplace else, like far away, maybe what can we do? Well, uh, we can tell all our friends, ask them to spread the word. And I mean, is that to just, uh, spread the word about Game Boy and playing Super Mario Land, do you think? Yeah, I guess so.
1: I mean, that's kind of yeah, how yeah, I yeah. took it.
0: Uh, oh. And then you get a, uh, I don't know, a letter from the editor at the end here, and that is Game Boy number one from Valiant Comics. <laughs> and, uh, wow, what a ride. Um, let's, uh, let's play yeah. the bumper, and uh, we'll uh, render our verdict. How about that? Rated. With question... Let me get it back to the uh, opening. There it is. Okay. So, uh, Yael Velasquez, super Yahel Velasquez. Do you think Game Boy uh. Number One by Valiant Comics should be uh, reread until the end of human history, or sent back through the transdimensional portal all the way to Super Mario Land One?
1: Uh, yeah, based on this issue, I, I think so. I ended up enjoying it way more than I thought I would. Uh, and again, like you, the whole time I was thinking, God, why wasn't this the movie? Uh, yeah, w- yeah w- this what was you- a
0: real surprise. Uh, I mean, since most of the time when we read these uh, licensed comics, they are uh, pretty terrible. Um, but yeah, compared to Super Mario Bros. 93 movie, like this is... A literary masterpiece <laughs> up there with uh, <laughs> war and peace almost uh, it's better than it has uh-huh. any right to be. Um, I actually chose this one uh compare because there was the uh, a Super Mario Bros uh you know that featured just them you know not in the real world, just in sort of like their regular land or whatever, but those were you know real short, like kind of kitty, there was really nothing. <laughs> it didn't have the nuance like it didn't have the layers of right, this right. like uh so so yeah i say uh save it and if you're a fan of uh of nintendo you definitely should take Our social commentary <laughs> uh. it's an interesting time capsule to say the least uh yeah if you're a fan of a uh, mario brothers game Boy or nintendo uh, you should definitely check it out. Uh, so, for all those reasons, Game Boy number one will be remembered. In accordance to Obscure to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. Whew. All right. Well, I mean, that was way more fun than I thought it was going
1: to be. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, I think, uh, another good. thing
0: that sort of worked against it for me, uh, initially when I was sort of thumbing through it to see if I wanted to if see if we were going to cover it or not, was just, yeah, that, uh, initial scan was uh, not good. And like, I just didn't want it to look like crap for people who were actually going to watch this. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you see, uh, an actual IRL copy of Game Boy Number One. I know I'm going to pick it up.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was uh, very, very uh, mm-hmm. e- entertaining for sure. Uh, maybe, maybe part of it is because you know we went in with yes. low expectations, but you know you're not going to. I'm not saying that this is going to be like your anyone's. Favorite yeah, it's not comic, Watchmen, but uh, <laughs> it's certainly a fun read yeah, and it's a yeah, quick for sure.
0: So uh, anything else to add before we uh, sign off here? I know you uh, you mentioned a Game Boy video. Like, we'll, uh, when, when will we get to see that?
1: I, I wish I could mm. tell you when, Steve. Uh, we'll probably have a few more No Fear Shirts of the <laughs> Week before uh, we see it. But, uh, yeah, and I'm redoing my Game Boy camera video as well. I know Uh, what would speed things up. If people subscribed, that's, uh, that's what would do. Yes.
0: (laughs) And, uh, all right then. Well, uh, yeah, we would, uh, love your sub. Check us out on, uh, Twitch or TikTok or anywhere you get, uh, podcasts and, uh, we will see you, uh, next, uh, Sunday as we continue to unearth more obscure media only on obscurity. Now see you next week you've been enjoying obscurity now a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to twitch and youtube subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts and take notice of our various social media links if that's what you're into i'm not here to judge and make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now. now.